Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. somewhere he he's a he was a tiny little thing when we left so all the tiny ones have grown up and all my youth a lot of my the kids that were in our youth I love it they're leading ministry at this church and that's a beautiful beautiful thing and I tell you what I don't know this young man over here but he's going to be something he is already something special but he's going to be something special if you have your Bibles if you would remain standing and go to second Kings Second Kings chapter 3. And I'm already gets things going. And this thing's next. Second Kings chapter 3. Starting at verse 1, and I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. It says now Jehoram the son of Ahab became king over Israel and Samaria in the 18th year of Jehoshaphat king of Judah and reigned 12 years he did evil in the sight of the Lord though not like his father and his mother for he put away the sacred pillar of Baal which is his father which his father had made nevertheless he clung to the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat which he made Israel sin. He did not depart from them. Now Misha, king of Moab, was a sheep breeder and used to pay the king of Israel a 100,000 lambs and the wool of a 100,000 rams. But when Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel and the king and king Jehoram went up out of Samaria at that time and mustered all of Israel. Then he went and sent word to Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go with me to fight against Moab? And he said, I will go up. I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses are as your horses. And he answered the way of the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went with the king of Judah and the king of Edom. And they made a circuit of seven days' journey, and there was no water for the army or for the cattle that followed them. 
Then the king of Israel said, Alas, for the Lord has called these three kings to give them into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not a prophet of the Lord here? that we may inquire of the Lord by him. And one of the kings of Israel's servants answered, said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here, who used to pour water into the hands of Elijah. Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and and King Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Now Elisha said to the king of Israel, what do I have to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and to the prophets of your mother. And the king of Israel said him, No, for the Lord has called these three kings together to give them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look at you or you not see me. Now bring me a minstrel. And it came about when the minstrel played that he, and the hand of the Lord came upon him, and he said, Thus saith the Lord, Make this valley full of trenches. For thus saith the Lord, You shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water, so that you shall drink both you, your cattle, and your beasts. This is but the slight thing in the sight of the Lord. He will also give the Moabites into your hand. Then you shall strike every fortified city, every choice city, and fell every good tree, and stop all springs of water, and mar every good piece of land with stones. It happened in the morning, about the time of the offering, the sacrifice, that, behold, water came by the way of Edom, and the country was filled with water. God, we thank you this morning for your word. God, our countries, our communities... We're dry. We're in low places. And it is time for the churches to begin to dig trenches. God, you want to fill these coal fields. You want to fill this state with water. You want to fill this country with water. But you're calling the church back to a place where we're ready to get our hands dirty. We're ready to begin to do ministry the way that you've called us to do ministry. There are people who are starving for just a word from you. And God, I ask you to raise up a church. Raise up a people that will set the standard and raise up a standard. God, we thank you again for your day, this day. We thank you for your word. And we ask, God, that we're not only hearers of word, but, God, we are doers of the word as well. And we give you glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Shake somebody's hand, hug their neck, and, I, and I'm already going to get in trouble for that. And I look at her. She's already looking at me. It's good to see some familiar faces, some of you I don't know, and I'll be out in the front if you want to speak to me after church, but it's, it's good to have my wife and my, my babies with me, but it's also good to have my mom and my aunt with us this morning too, so it's good to have you all here, and I'm thankful that you're here, but I want to talk just for a little while. I'm not going to, I, well, I'm not going to say that. I may lie if I say I'm not going to preach long, but I'm going to try not to preach long, but I want to speak on the thought of dig the trenches. These three kings... Not to mention all their armies 
all their animals, they find themselves in a desperate situation. They had been seven days in the wilderness, and now there is no water. Now, this isn't just a dilemma. This is a circumstance because necessity of water is a must. You have to have water. Water is not a luxury. Water is not, uh, you know, just something that we need. It is something you have to have to sustain life. And here these armies are, without it, they're going to die. And here is what I want us to understand. A lot of reasons our churches are dying is because there's no water. There's no water. We've, we've milked everything down. It's, there's, you know, the word is not even preached in most of our churches anymore. And we wonder why people are dry and hungry. It's because we're giving them false hope. When we get away from giving them Jesus, we've gotten away from everything. And understand this, without water, we die. The king of Israel is just like us. He begins to blame everybody else for the dilemma. Why is it that God has brought us out here to give us to the Moabites? Yet understand this, it was not God's fault. We're just like these people. We get away from God, start doing the things that we want to do, be who we want to be, and then when we get in trouble, our, our way of thinking is always, why is God doing this to me? The king was a bad influence. And sometimes the biggest problem we have in our life, and I know a lot of us don't like to hear this, but our friendship circle, our wrong associations are the worst things that we have in our lives. I mean, some of you need to redefine your friendships and eliminate whiners and complainers. Those people will wear you out. They will kill you because all they do, they're doubters and powders. And they will drive you insane. They will drive you out of the will of God. They will drive you into a place that is just lonely. Here is why we need to deliver ourselves from people who have no vision, people who have no passion. All they do is spend most of their time wallowing in self-pity, never accomplishing anything in life except complaining. Wrong associations will kill you. Wrong associations, they will steal and kill your joy. Wrong associations, they will kill your vision. Wrong associations will kill your passion. You get around somebody long enough that is woe as me, pouting and whining and crying, eventually you're in the same place that they are, no passion, no zeal, no nothing, and it kills our faith. It, you know, if it had not been for King Jehoshaphat, they would have died. They would have died right there in that low valley, but he knew the power of a word from God. He knew that if God would just speak, something would happen. They would have all died in the wilderness if Jehoshaphat would not have had enough in him to say, is there not a prophet in the land? Is there not somebody that can come and just speak a word of God to us? We need to surround ourselves with people who want and hear the word of God. We, I mean, because if we don't, it will change the way we view everything. They, you got to get around people that know the word because they feed you. I read a story one time about this gentleman, him and his wife. 
They were in a low place in their life and in their ministry, and they were pastoring, and they knew this preacher. They had met him previously, and they were wanting to go spend some time with him, and they drove 24 hours through the night, through the day, to get to the place where he was preaching, and he preached, and this man spoke two words over them. He got in front of their face and spoke two words over them. They left, went back, and started a thriving church. Two words spoken by God to two people, and they started a thriving church. Some of you need to start taking action on the Word of God and understand that God wants to break you out of your drought. He wants to shift you into a new season. I mean, this could be a day of breakthrough for all of us. This moment could be a day of breakthrough. Here is why the wilderness, I mean, they're in this place, a wilderness, a dry desert, valley place, a low place. And in this place, the lowest Elisha says, pools of water, but dig the trenches. God's going to fill this place, but dig the trenches. I'm talking to some people right now. You've been in that low place. You've been in that moment, that low, dry place where everything is hard. Everything is difficult. I mean, it seems like it takes a great amount of effort to do anything and everything. You have to force yourself to praise the Lord. Has anybody ever been there? You have to force yourself to pray. You have to force yourself to read the Bible. You have to force yourself to go to church. You have to force yourself. And it feels like you're so dry, you're so empty, and your mind is saying, why do all this? And the devil's telling you, because it's not worth it. The devil's telling you, it's over, it's dead, it's never going to happen. Those dreams, those visions, those prophecies, they're never going to come to pass. You're never going to launch that ministry that God that you think God has birthed in you. You're never going to write that book that God keeps telling you to pin down. You're never going to see those children that you're praying for every day saved. You're never going to see your spouse saved. You're never going to start that business. You're never going to get out of debt. So why try? It's not worth it. And when you look at your present circumstance, you're feeling the temptation, and you agree with him a lot of times. I'm telling the Fountain of Life Worship Center on 10-20-2019, start digging trenches. Start digging because those dry places are going to become pools. Somebody needs to make up your mind this morning that you're not going to give up on the promise. You're going to hold on to it. Hold on to that prophetic word that was spoken over you. Hold on to that dream. Hold on to that vision because God has not forgotten the promises that I've heard spoken in this place. God has not forgotten those. His promises are yes and they're amen. I'm telling you, God has not forgotten the promises that he has spoken over you personally. He has not forgotten the promises that he's whispered in your ear over your children, over your finances, over your health. God has not forgotten. Listen to me. I know it's hard. I was talking to Patty right before church. There's moments, man, we just want to quit. And it's hard. It's difficult. And, and I know sometimes we're in moments and places, and it doesn't make sense. And I want answers now. And I know sometimes you just don't feel like it. But you've got to keep digging. 
We have got to keep digging. You may be in the greatest drought of your life, the worst season in your life, and you may seem like you are dead and dried up, but I'm telling you this morning, the only way to get through it is to keep moving. Keep digging, keep praying, keep praising, keep sowing, keep coming to church, keep going to group. I mean, whatever it is, you got to keep doing it. I mean, what do you, how do you get through the fire? You got to keep moving. How did the people get through the Red Sea with an Egyptian army behind them? They had to keep moving, they couldn't stop. Keep walking. What do you do when you find yourself in the valley of the shadow of death? Keep walking. See, we, we take that scripture and we make it into something. You're not dying. He said, you're walking through the valley of it. You're walking through it. I mean, what I don't realize is a lot of times those low, dry places, it gets hard. We're digging and our, our hands are bleeding. Our muscles are aching. We got, you all got dirt in your hair. I know. But you, you got dirt on your mat, you got dirt under your fingernails, and it's, it's dirty. But what we don't realize is when we're digging, we're digging a place for God's blessings to land. Think about that. And we're the one that determines the blessings. We get to dig the hole. We get to determine how wide, how far, how deep. I mean, you're creating the parameters for God to bring down his greater glory, his, his greater power, his greater anointing, a greater blessing than you've ever had in your life. Keep digging. I know the devil meant to kill you. I know he meant to drive you out of ministry. I know he meant to convince you that it was hopeless. I know he tried to convince you that it wasn't worth sticking it out with your spouse. I know it's been hard. I know it's been dry. I know what you felt like, but I know and a lot of times you just feel like throwing in the towel. But I've come to tell you, get up. Because God's getting ready to flip the script. The story's not over. You're getting ready to go to chapter 2. The book does not say the end yet. God has, I mean, he's not unrighteous in his labor of love to us. In fact, Paul told us, he said, don't be weary in well-doing. He said, because in due time, you're going to reap. Listen to me, don't quit. Don't stop because somebody's due season is coming. It is a new season. It is a new time. Elijah, what did he say one time? He said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Now, I've, he said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. There was no sight of rain, but he picked something up in his spirit when he said that. And I believe this morning there are some people that are picking up in their spirit. Somebody has just caught the sound of the abundance of rain. And I've come to this house this morning not just to preach, but I've come to tell some people the drought's over. The drought is over. I'm talking to somebody. And I know I'm not talking to everybody, but if you've never been in a spiritual drought, this probably doesn't mean nothing to you. But there are some people listening to me right now. You're in a dry place. It seems like heavens are shut up and the rains are quiet. It feels like God hasn't moved and you're wondering, where are you? I've come to tell you the drought's breaking. The drought is breaking and in the very same place the very same place that the enemy said it's over the enemy said it's over but God said he said the very place where Satan was saying I'm going to destroy you 
The very place that the enemy was saying, I'm going to destroy your ministry. I'm going to destroy your marriage. I'm going to destroy your family. I'm going to destroy your health. I'm going to destroy you financially. In the very same place that the devil was saying it was going to happen and you were going to dry up and die, I've come to tell you this morning that in that very same place, if you will dig the trenches, you will tap in to a flow of God's glory and God's anointing and you are going to step into a new season into your life. Go with me just for a moment to the, the book of Job. Old Job. How many is ready to go into the enemy's camp? Chapter 14, verse 7. Job 14, 7 says, For there is hope for a tree when it's cut down that it will sprout again. And its shoots will not fall or fail. Though its roots grow old in the ground and its stump dies in the dry soil. Listen to this. At the scent, at the scent, <laughs> at the scent of water, it will flourish and put forth sprigs like a plant. <laughs> the scent of water. Not actual water, not the taste of water, but just the scent of water. Somebody this morning needs to catch the scent of water. You can feel it, you can't see it, you can't taste it, you can smell it. The scent of water is in the air. The scent of breakthrough is in the air. The scent of miracles is in the air. The scent of revival is in the air. The scent of a new anointing is in the air. I feel the winds changing. I feel a shift in the atmosphere. Pastor, I don't see any difference yet, but I feel it in the atmosphere. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Somebody needs to stand on their feet, lift their hands, give God praise right now because the glory of the Lord is here. His presence is here this morning and the wind is blowing and I smell water. I smell joy. I smell life. I smell restoration. I smell deliverance. I smell a new level of anointing. No wonder the devil has fought you so hard. I mean, no wonder he's tried to kill you in the wilderness. You know why? He knew if you got to the water, he didn't have a chance. He knew if you could dig the trench and get to the place of water, he did not have a chance. He knew if you ever tapped into the power and the glory of God that he did not have a chance that you would tear him up. I'm telling you, it is time that Christians wake up in the morning and the devil gets scared. He's not afraid of the church anymore. We're so weak and anemic. Oh, boy. Another day, another dollar. The Bible says you will not see wind nor rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water. Listen to me. The devil thought he had you. He got you out into that dry, low place, and he thought he had you. He couldn't see any water around. He thought you would die of thirst. He thought you would just fold your hands and throw in the towel and quit. This guy right here, he ain't got it in him. 
I'm going to get him to the dry place, and he's just going to fall apart. I'm going to take her out here into this low, dry place, and she's just going to have a nervous breakdown. I'm going to get them out here in this dry, desert place with no water, and they're just going to get angry. They're going to get bitter. They're going to get resentful. They're going to get critical, and they're just going to die. <laughs> he never thought for one minute that you would just sit, I mean, that you would sit down and dig. He thought we would sit down and cry and die. He never counted on the church digging trenches. You see, the devil don't know everything. The devil thought you were shallow. He thought that your faith was shallow, your praise was shallow. He thought, man, that guy right there, he's just surface. She's all about emotions. He thought that as soon as it got rough, as soon as it got hard, as soon as it got dry, they would just go running back to Egypt. The truth is, I might have quit. I might have turned around. I might have thrown in the towel and given up on my dreams, my hopes. But I got a word. In the lowest moment of my ministry, I, I said, God, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting my family through it. This is what me and Patty was talking about earlier. I'm not doing it. It's not worth it. I don't want to do it. And I'm telling you, I didn't like people. I didn't want to see people. And in the middle of a bedroom, when I didn't want to raise my hands, I didn't want to pray, God cracked something open to me, and I cried like a baby and had to forgive people that I had hated my heart toward. It was the worst moment of my life in ministry. But I got a word. I got a word when I was ready to quit, and a word is all you need. I'm telling you, these coal fields of Boone County will be filled with water. God said to tell you it's coming. It's on the way. You can't see it, but it's been released from heaven. <laughs> there is a breakthrough in the atmosphere, and it's closer than we think. Selena, if you'll come to the piano. <laughs> Some of you's on the edge of a miracle. The droughts breaking now. Some of you today, you're going to get your joy back. <laughs> Some of you today, you're going to get your fire back. Some of you today, you're going to get your vision back. Some of you are going to get your passion back. One more shovel full of dirt. I know you're tired. I know you're sore. I know your back's aching, but I tell you what. Just one more shout. One more thank you, Jesus. One more hallelujah. One more dance. One more march around the walls. Something's going to happen. Something's got to break. Do we understand that our praise is digging a pool for God's blessings?
Your praise is creating an atmosphere for God's glory and power. Somebody needs to start praising Him like God's already done it. Shout on credit. Start praising Him like the walls of debt are already falling. Start praising Him like the marriage is already restored. Start praising Him like the sickness is already healed. Start praising Him like those children are already saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. sin of water. Somebody's tapping in right now. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Listen to me this morning. There's healing in rain. There's deliverance in rain. There's miracles in rain. There's breakthrough in rain. There's joy in rain. God, I feel like right now some people just need to renew the joy of their salvation. God, make them feel like they did the day they said, please come in. I'm going to tell you something. There's rain falling in this place. And you can sit back there and look all cute and put your umbrella up if you want. But I want God just to dump the bucket right now. God didn't just send water because you were thirsty. It wasn't just because we were dry. It wasn't just because we were in trouble. God loves us and He wants our needs met. He has bigger sights for us. But God wants us so full, so fired up, so powered up that we will stand and make the devil sorry that he ever messed with us. God said, I'm going to give you water. I'm going to quench your thirst. I'm going to meet your every need. I'm going to deliver you. But here's the thing. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. A lot of times we get saved and think that's it. That's that's a good part but I'm telling you there's a lot better parts that follow that God just want, don't just want to save us he wants to bless us Look at, go back to Kings with me just for a moment 
Look at this, verse 18 and 19. This is but a slight thing in the sight of the Lord. He will also give the Moabites into your hand. Then you shall strike every fortified city and every choice city and, and fell every good tree and stop all springs of water and the mar every good piece of land with stones. That's what it's all about, fountain of life. It's a new season. God said, you're going to be chasing the very thing that's been chasing you. You're going to go into the enemy's camp, knock down his walls, stomp down his wells, and set the captives free. The devil didn't want us to hear this message this morning, but it's too late. You've got a word. Some of you need to hear me this morning. You're not going to die in the desert. God's going to give you water. Dig the trenches. Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com slash prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.